Now in its third year, it's a yank on the footy with Craig Wessel talking about the greatest game on the face of the earth. Sit back and enjoy, everybody. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 207 of A Yank on the Footy. I'm Craig Wessels, coming from Sandusky, Ohio, chilly Sandusky, Ohio. Today's the first official day of autumn, and our temperatures dropped by about 20 degrees Fahrenheit from yesterday to today. My students were ill-prepared for the chilly weather because I love having the windows open in my classroom. I did eventually close them for them, however. I'm glad you're giving the episode a listen. I'm going to be sitting down here in just a couple of moments with Mick Aussie and, well, I think we all know what time of the year it is. It's grand final time, so we're going to be giving you our tips for the grand final, talking about several things going on in the news, and gosh, this has been a just a disturbing news week in football, and uh, I don't know, I, it's... It's just, it's it's mind-boggling what is coming out, and again, I'm not as well-versed in this as somebody who has grown up uh, surrounded by these clubs their entire lifetime. It's just, I, I'm, I hope they find the truth uh, to whatever it is that occurred, and whatever ramifications that uh, results in, then so be it. Um, you know, I don't know if this is going to result in, uh, in two gentlemen no longer coaching their teams. I don't know. I honestly have no idea where this is going to go. But it is certainly a stain on the Hawthorne Football Club. Now, folks, don't forget that if you uh, are interested in getting your local footy club uh, having a shout-out on an upcoming episode, make sure you drop me a note uh, over by email to yankonthefootygmail.com. Uh, if you go to my website, ayankonthefooty.com, you'll find all of the links to my socials there. So you can shoot me a note on uh, Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter. If you leave me a message on the website, it'll go directly into my email as well. Love being able to give the uh, clubs a shout out. And hopefully you'll uh, check out the last little bit of uh, episode 186. Again, uh, as I'd mentioned, this is the uh, little birthday project that my sister and I are doing for our mom, who's going to be 80 here in about the next seven weeks or so, and we're trying to get as many birthday cards from around the world as we possibly can, um, where the folks have sent them maybe put a little card or a note in there about something that makes them happy. Now, it was just a quick sidebar before I go any further. Uh, She's going to be 80, and uh, her graduating class from the school that she attended, which was the same school I graduated from, uh, they didn't have their 60th w- uh, class reunion because they, they had that a couple of years ago, but they had a get-together because most of the people that were in that class are now 80 years old. And she organized this whole thing and got close to 100 of her classmates out of a class of over 400 who are still surviving all came to this uh, picnic shelter and had a great afternoon. I was able to stop by for a few minutes and wish them well, and it was just it was it was a lot of fun to see her having fun with all of her friends and former classmates. And, well, I had to leave because I was definitely skewing the age demographics of the uh, meeting significantly downward. So I had to go back and announce uh, a couple of soccer games last night. So today's Club of the Episode is sponsored by TV, And TV is run by Kim Harrison, or as we call him here in the U.S. and in Canada, Mick Aussie. He spent a couple days, a uh, couple days, a couple decades running his sports comedy channel uh, and uh, talks about the NFL, the Canadian Football League, as well as his first love, the AFL and his beloved Adelaide Crows. He was a very solid player of his own right in South Australia and also then headed up to the Northern Territory for a while. And we're heading back there today for the club of the episode. And this week's club of the episode are the Tracy Village Razorbacks. And this is the first Razorbacks club that I have encountered uh, as I've been perusing the different uh, comps around Australia. And the Razorbacks play in the Northern Territories Football League. They're going to be getting their season started in about two weeks. Uh, Their home ground is the Tracy Village Sporting Club Lions, which is up on Tamling Terrace, and that is in the northern part of Darwin. And the club fields eight different uh, teams from under, under 10s all the way up through their four senior sides. 
And uh, just this past week, uh, Jason Bonson was named as the head coach of the Women's Premier League Club. Razorbacks, I wish you the best of luck heading forward here. I uh, need to figure out where I can track down one of the stickers for your club because it's a really, really great-looking logo. It looks an awful lot like the Arkansas Razorbacks, the university here in the United States. Again, this club of the episode was, was sponsored by MickAussie.tv. Mick, thanks a lot for that, man. And again, don't forget you can find everything related to the podcast over at my website, yankonthefooty.com. You can get on the mailing list. You can leave a review. If you want to help out the podcast, that's the best way to do it uh, in terms of uh, no further commitment, if you will. If you want to help out the show monetarily, you can certainly do that. You can click on that little yellow circle in the bottom left-hand corner. That'll take you to my Buy Me a Coffee page. Or if you want to check out the uh, gear that I have in my Redbubble store page, you can click on the store page up at the top of the uh, website as well. If you have an idea for a great guest on the podcast, also drop me a note there because I'm, I'm going to be looking for guests here pretty soon. Um, actually, very soon since the men's comp is winding down now and uh, we're going to be about halfway through the women's comp and I'm going to be diving into that as well now. But please feel free to drop me a note out there. I would love to hear from you, love to get back with you. So let's go ahead and jump into my uh, chat with Mick and we're going to find out who's taking whom in uh, the grand final. I'm guessing you might know which team one of us is going to be taking. Yeah, you're right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am thrilled to be joined by Mick Aussie, but Mick is not here flying solo tonight. We actually have uh, one of Mick's buddies uh, with him tonight, and he was actually a guest on the podcast back in February and was extraordinarily prophetic back then, um, saying something that I don't think anybody thought was going to happen, but he was spot on right with that. Uh, I've got Chris Freeman joining me uh, from, I believe he's in the Adelaide area at the moment. Uh, Chris, how you doing, man? Good, mate. Really good. Mick, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. Yep, yeah, good. So we are in three different countries right now in three different time zones. Uh, uh, we're still on one day, though. We're in the same. No, we're in two different days right now, actually. So, you know, we're, we're here to talk about the grand final, but I think before we do that, we were talking a little bit off air. Um, I don't think that anybody that's doing a podcast or anybody that's reporting on the AFL at all could ignore the story that's come out of, of Hawthorne this week. And it's just, it's, you, you almost wish it's not true because it's as, as horrifying as it is. You, you hope that nothing like this had actually happened, but you can't, you can't not believe it because it just, it just sounds so awful that, that it very well could have happened. What, what are you guys thinking about this thing? Nick? Well, first of all, we've got to be very careful what we say. And I've said to Craig before how I played in Darwin with some Indigenous lads, including the great Gilbert McAdam. Uh, disappointed that the Aboriginal lads weren't named, yet Clarkson and Fagan were named. So that seems a bit one-sided that Fagan and Clarkson were named, but the others weren't. All this said, it's a King's Council being appointed by the AFL. So I believe that is going to be totally 100% independent because the last thing you want with an inquiry is some of the AFL's buddies leading the inquiry and then it's not a full inquiry. So let's hope that it is 100% neutral. And also with some of my own experience, these big organisations, they'll say they look after the employee, thus the Indigenous lads. But really, when it comes down to it, they will look after the company and the company comes number one. And if they get threatened by legal action, well, then they will stick up for the bosses and not the employee. So I'm glad it's a King's Council and it needs to be 100% independent with none of the AFL mates, bosses leading that King's Inquiry. There that you go. Sense. That's a bit hardcore, but it's the truth because there's so much corruption in this world. And Fremo would know that with the current Victorian government, but we don't <laughs> want to go there. Just hope it's a 100% independent inquiry by the AFL and legitimate. Oof. Well said, Michael. Well said. Wow. Look at that. Let me just say, Mick, you're speaking much better than last time we spoke. 
All right. But look, does it, I don't really. Does this involve a light pole? I don't really. Does, what's that? Does sorry? this involve a light pole? No, nah, not a light pole okay. this time. He, I don't. I couldn't see his face this time, but I heard his voice, and he'd. Um, let's just say he tipped a few down the throat that day, didn't you, Mick? Well, I was. I was upset because those Calgary boys from the Aussie football down in Calgary again. They didn't show up, so they forfeited, and thus Edmonton won the Capital Cup because they criticised Edmonton and they didn't even show at all. Edmonton Football Club, Aussie rules, win the Capital Cup on forfeit. <laughs> Injury-free game. There you go, yes. Yeah, didn't even have to do laundry. <laughs> so, no. Before we go into this any, yeah. anymore, I, I have a question because I don't – I don't understand this term, and, and I and I probably should. I, I'm, I'm a high school government teacher. I, th I mainly deal with American government type things. But listening to Gil McLaughlin the day before yesterday, I believe, when he was speaking, he kept using the term natural justice. What, what does that mean under the guise of, of the law in Australia? Because I had, I had not heard that phrase before. Yeah, me neither. I don't. I'm not sure either, to be okay. honest with you. So, Mick, do you? Uh, natural justice. I don't know. I want to keep away from politics, especially what's going well, on here well, in you Australia. Just the, so. You just threw the Victorian government under the bus about two minutes ago, so you, you might as well take it. <laughs> well, sadly, free, sadly, Freeman and a lot of his mates were locked up. Not allowed to leave their house for no, so long, but let's keep off that. I know. Craig, any chance Mick has a dig at Victorians being from South Australia? He that's, will. That's, that's fair. That's fair. So it's this is you know, Chris, you shared something before we uh, before we we started recording, and I, I, you know, it 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 could be speculation, it could be a conspiracy theory. Um, but it was there were a few things that you stated there that were like holy shit moments that the uh, that there were it was like puzzle pieces getting getting snapped together and, and it because you referenced an entire an entirely different club that's not even involved with this that 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 decided to go ahead and sabotage something and and, and it because the person you named a lot of people were wondering what is he doing making the comments when he was making at the time he made them and if what you said was accurate it makes a hell of a lot of sense what he was saying when he said it yeah yeah that's correct wow. but look these these things are these the way people send those things out are for me and you to go wow 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 look at everything's rolling into line uh, look if someone's done what they've done Truly, I believe it's so wrong. So that's why I can't imagine Fagan and Clarkson doing that. But if they have, well, we, it's massive. And you will never see him in the game again. But, yeah. Look at James Hurd. He, he, he's barely, you barely see him anymore for what happened back in the day, right? Well, and, 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 and there's a possibility he might have his pick of jobs here in the next month or so, possibly. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, that is yeah i mean there's you know if you're if you're a conspiracy theorist what you shared was just was just incredible and and i and i i i don't think we probably should share it here in this forum but it's it's uh it may make the rounds in other people's email threads and that type of thing but it's just it's 100 percent it'll go around but yeah. yeah look it's just it's we don't know for sure so it's just it's just what someone wants to put right, out there, yeah. I guess. So. I mean, we're, yeah, we're we're in a society where we want uh, instead of whatever natural justice is, we seem to want instant justice, and th and that that can yeah. be completely the wrong avenue to take because you have to make sure that you know what happened, what is supposedly what happened, actually happened, and it gets it gets proven, and people are held accountable, and it's just it's. Uh, it's worrisome, but, um, you know, I just, I, I was, I was agog. I was stunned by some of the things that you, that you read. And I, uh, Mick, I'm not sure if you felt the same way about that. Yeah, I was stunned, but I'm not going to, uh, 
go too deep into it because for a start, it was quite a few years ago. ABC is generally a um, politically correct government-run organisation and things can get construed and misread, missaid. So I'm not going to comment on it really until we all know what's going on. Right, right. But I feel for uh, I feel for the uh, indigenous lads. Absolutely, if it's well, all and true, their, and their their spouses or girlfriends or whomever you know they were were involved or caught up well, in this whole, as well. Their whole family, really, isn't it? Their whole family. Yeah, yeah. You know, because they were there. You know, the, the the speculation was you know they were taking SIM cards out of their phones, telling them not to contact them. It's just it's it is uh it's it's amazing. Uh, on the other, on the other hand, imagine if these aren't true, which I can't imagine someone making these, you know, accusations up. Imagine if it's not true, and poor Fagan and um, and old mate um, Clark are going through right, this. Right, right. It's not. So they really need to sort it out as soon as possible because you need to you, you need to get closure. And I've I've heard Eddie Betts in the last couple of days. He's shocked. Yeah. He, he's the bloke that's he's unbelievable. He does. All good, mm-hmm. and um, he, he was just in shock. So, not good. Yeah, it's it's it, it is it's. Uh, you you don't want to believe it, but it's. Uh, you know, there's there, there's a there's a lot of. There's a lot of things that happen in the world that that we see happening, and you and you just wonder yourself wonder yourself. How could somebody have done that? Whatever that happens to be, you know, what would have put it into their mind to think that that was a good idea to do it? What whether it's this or some other situation in some other part of the world, you know, that somebody makes a decision to do something that you're just stunned that, that they chose to make that decision or take that pathway. Let's change the subject because we could, we, but you can get in trouble if we say the wrong thing here. But, but we, we, <laughs> ha, we, ha, well, we have certainly danced around the issue without naming a name other than the two people who were named in the article. So I think, I think we're, we're safe as far as that goes because we've not said anybody else's name here, you know, other than our yeah. own names. So I, I think as far as that goes, you know, we, and, and well, other than, you know, us, uh, you know, you know, bashing the Victorian government, but that two of us didn't do that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't worry. Mick's not the only one that's bashed the Victorian no, government. I, 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 a lot of that stuff I see popping up on social media that, you know, from all sorts of different people for all sorts of different reasons. Yeah. So what, what are we thinking about, uh, you know, you know, Buddy Franklin has decided to sign on for another year with the Swans. You know, he's he's going to run it back out there again next year. Um, I, uh, I I think he certainly is is you know capable of you know going another year or two if he chooses to do so with it, at the pace he's at. I think he's he's certainly earned that if he wants to if he wants to continue with the Swans or if he ends up going to Brisbane as had been speculated sometime you know in the future he could certainly do that. So. Good move on him coming back out again. No, um, look, I watched him the other day. It's, you know, he needs a couple of um, chances a game, and he converts. Mm-hmm. So he's always, he's always, he's always going to take a good. He's always going to take a good backman, isn't he? So he looked. He didn't look like Buddy of old, but he he just still worries you when he's inside fifty or up the ground a little bit. He's still still good, but is he is he something that? Would scare me come game day only in the last five minutes. I think so. Like he did the other I day. Just, I, was I wasn't going to bring it up, but I'm so. <laughs> that's yeah. all right. Well, that's all right. Do you, do you did you hear the story that the the game being aired here on American television that they, they cut away from the the game with I believe a minute and a half left of the game because it got to be at like uh I'm not sure if it was at like uh, five o'clock in the morning so it hit like the five o'clock in the morning hour. And they went on to another program. So the people that were watching it on TV here in the States, they missed the last minute and a half or so of the game where the ball was in front of the goal and and it just was being battered around and nothing was happening. That's that's crazy talk, yeah, isn't it? It was a it was a it was a horrible, horrible situation uh, for those, you know, because yeah, we're you know, folks like Mick and I are trying to get people here in North America to, you know, to pay attention to this game and then there's a fantastic game on, you know, the Swans, you know, they kind of ran out of gas and, and your mob almost got past them. And I have, and I have to say, I'm, I'm, 
I have to say that I'm, I'm as a cat supporter, I'm somewhat thrilled to not have to play another home game in front of the Magpie supporters. Um, but, yeah. so. I went, I went to Collingwood Fremantle, uh-huh. took my daughter, 91,000 people, 96,000, uh, sorry, 86,000 Collingwood. Uh-huh. When they win that game, you, and all you hear is Collingwood and the chills that go through right, your body right. is unbelievable. There's nothing better. Adelaide Crows can't do it. they Nah, Port Adelaide can't do it. No one like that. Mick Sides can't do it. He doesn't know. He hasn't experienced the Collingwood <laughs> chant, have you, Mick? I've actually got the list of all the grand final winners here, and there's uh, lots of times where Collingwood were runners-up, thus Collie wobbles. But no great year by them. Fantastic. Love the way they played the football. But, of course... They were led by the new coach, a South Australian. I used to work with his dad, terrific fella, Craig McRae, played for Glenelg, then the Brisbane Lions. So it took an out a South Aussie to get you guys up the ladder from 17th. Well, whatever it takes. Well, maybe you, maybe you, maybe the Crows should take something into that then, eh? Don't talk about the Crows, coach. I'm still not happy with him. <laughs> oh, right. Should I? Should I? You know, I, I've, I've, uh, I've got some, some homework assignments that I could grade right now. Do you guys want me just to come back in about a half an hour and just hit stop on this? And, and we'll get... <laughs> this is, this is going to be interesting, I think, here before we're all said and done here. And I'm, uh, I, I haven't turned on the Browns game yet. It's, they're playing the Steelers right now. So, <laughs> oh, I don't want to hear that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> After last week, yes. Uh, oh, to be a Browns fan. See, see, that's why. As, that's why, as a cat supporter, you know, your your club being on the top of the ladder. If I'm a, if I'm if I'm a Browns fan, I can be somewhat optimistic. But then I, I I'm I'm so accustomed to having the rug pulled out from underneath me, like happened last week. Um, you know, the 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 Pies loss was a heartbreaking loss at the end. But the the the, the Browns loss last week, they just absolutely for lack of better terminology, they peed down their leg uh, in the last minute and a half of the game. So um, there's a new um, AFL video game that's coming out as well uh, very soon that is actually up for display right now. Uh, It's a uh, company that I guess did one in the past, a company called Big Ant Studios, and they've just released kind of like their beta version of the game. And I don't know I don't know if either of you are you're probably not video game players. I'm not anymore, but uh, I'm sure there's going to be some young people that get involved in that or get excited about that. But they've got a uh, – they set up shop at Yarra Park uh, during the footy festival to have people check out this new game to see how it works. And it actually looked – I watched the video clip on YouTube. It looked, looked pretty good. I mean, Buddy Fra- – I didn't know it was a video version of Buddy Frank. It looked just like him. Yeah, and I watched – I watched my daughter showed me yesterday on the drive up here. Adelaide, and it showed me uh, Mick's favourite player, Dangerfield, and it looked exactly like how Dangerfield kicked the football. So did it go sideways? The graphics, have, the graphics are excellent. Uh-huh. I don't playing the game. Maybe she'll get it, and then I'll have a game with her. But I'm not really into them games yeah. either anymore. Well, I used to, but it's you know I don't have an I don't have any kind of a system to play on. Well, finally, Freema, you got your brother Adam Sandler to put some of his million dollars into the promoting the AFL. So good job there. Oh, thanks, <laughs> thanks, mate. Well, you know, there are a couple of other, uh, you know, the, the the some of the trade news is is getting ready to come out, and and I guess, you know, Chris, while you're here, what are your thoughts about the pies shipping off, likely shipping off Brody Grundy? Oh, I, look, I think it's likely going to happen because you can't keep them all. I, I don't want to see Brody Grundy go, but if they if if they if the rumours are true, we know they're rumours. They're, they're after McStay from Brisbane. I don't know why, but I guess you probably get him for probably half the price of Grundy or something, just maybe a bit more. And they're after they've got this Bobby Hill wants to come from Collingwood from GWS, so you can't keep them all. And if you want to sign to Goey. What do you do? So I, I probably think Grundy might be on his way out, but I don't think there's much left left in Big Mason. I think he may only have one year left. So we've got some thinking to do. Surely um, it, it can't be just let's get rid of him because he's remember he's all Australian ruckman a couple of yeah. years ago. So yeah. 
I may look, I don't want to see him go. I don't like to see good footballers go to other clubs because they usually kill you when they do. But Grundy was a good Grundy was a good footballer. Mm-hmm. He just needs to get the body right and he'll be back there. Absolutely. So we'll see. Absolutely. And and he has set himself up from everything that I've seen online, he set himself up well for after football, you know, having already, you know, earned his master's degree and and that sort of thing. So he's he he's in he's in fine shape for once he's done playing as well to move on to the next phase in his life. Yeah, no doubt. Look, they, they're, they're good like that. They, the people around um, footy clubs now, just don't let them just walk out without without something under their belt for their future. But I also noticed Collingwood got rid of the um, Brown brothers, which to me, oh, I was a bit upset because I was a big fan of their dad, one of the most courageous footballers i ever seen, Gavin Brown. And then the two boys just couldn't just couldn't make AFL a permanent basis for them. But sad to see, they, were, they had potential, so... We'll see if another club snap alongs them up. Like maybe Adelaide might pick them up. Well, I'll comment. They're 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 a bit young to go to the Crow. Are they a bit young to go to Geelong? So. <laughs> well, you're right. Gavin Brown was a terrific, skillful player, very fair. But the Perth lads reckon they will get picked up by another club. But back to um, Grundy. Well, another South Australian from Norwood helped you guys do well. I'm actually surprised that the demons are after him, but I think the crow should have a go. Like the, our big ruckman, he's okay, but I don't know. I think Grundy's a lot better, to be honest. Oh, of course he's better. He's playing at Collingwood. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Uh, this is kind of a neat little story here that somebody's reporting that uh, tomorrow when the cats run out for the game that uh, Gary Ablett's son, Levi is going to be running out with Joel Selwood. That's kind of cool. That's fantastic. That's, that's, that's very nice. So they're the best stories in football. Yeah, aren't they? I, I love seeing those kinds of things. Yeah. It's, 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 did you hear, did you hear the story about Taylor Adams when he done his groin real bad and he's walking across the road, walking from the MCG across to Collingwood uh, training facilities and he was struggling and he was a bit upset and this little girl came up to him and just, grabbed his hand and said, can I help you across the road? <laughs> and he goes, sure. walked her across the road, didn't get her name, but got, got her name through social media and they brought her back to the club. And um, yeah, it was a great story. Just, just stories like that just make you just keep supporting well, the game. It's, don't it's, one of the th- it's one of the things that I love about, about footy is that the, the, the relationship between, you know, to me, I th- and I think I've said this to Mick before, I, I think that there's a genuine love affair between the clubs and their supporters. I, I really think that, and I don't, I don't think that that exists in sports here in North America. Now, maybe the CFL, because, you know, I don't, I don't think that the salary structure of the CFL, I don't think is, is like it is in sport, you know, the NBA, the F, NFL or, or major league baseball, because, you know, as I've, I've, I've said this in, in episodes past that, you know, you're not you're not likely going to run into LeBron James at the 7-Eleven because his wife called him and told him to pick up a half gallon of milk on the way home. It's just not going to happen. But you might run into, you know, the the kid from your club's VFL side to kick the game winning goal at the coffee shop the next morning. I mean, that sort of thing could, you know, could very easily happen. hundred percent, hundred percent. And it's good. Oh, yeah. It's good because some react really well and some don't. So, but. Most of them are pretty good, so they give the fans what they need to get. Fans deserve it because, you know what, they're the ones going out and supporting them. They're the ones that's buying memberships and stuff like that. So really good, really good they are. They are pretty good. So. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I just love seeing that. So, uh, Mick, you, uh, you got a letter, uh, an email read, read over on the Duff and Quarters show today about uh, – speculation about you know it's great if the uh the grand final stayed in the daytime to help us here in in north america um are we the target audience so that's the only problem well duff and quarters from perth one of my favorite podcasts and they mentioned you and i the other week so that was good but yeah Fremo would know this so the AFL Grand Final, if you're on the West Coast, it starts at 9.30 p.m. on a Friday night. If you're on the East Coast, it starts at 12.30 a.m. So you're better off here or Vancouver way. But the East Coast, it still does work, and the bar will stay open till 3 or 4 in the morning. 
But if they make it a twilight or a night game, well, that ruins all of our parties. And also, they mentioned this. I said potentially millions of people won't watch it on TV because they might watch it at 9.30 or 10.30 at night. So they read that out and uh, Mark Duffield said, yeah, good email, Mick. And you're right, the AFL should look at a massive TV audience in the USA. And then you've got Craig Hutchinson, who often promotes the AFL and loves America, but he's promoting a twilight or a night game. So I'm going to uh-huh. email him this week and say, come on, Hutchie, you love America. Let's try and keep the game as it is a day, Australian time and Friday night our time, because it's great for the clubs around America, North America, to recruit players, have their fun and so forth. And I'm going to a big party here tomorrow night. Hopefully it's not the last one on a Friday night. I'm sitting at home by myself tomorrow night. There's a lot of, a lot of people. I agree with you. I don't think they should change the time. I think two 30 Saturday here is the perfect time. And it suits you guys. Not everyone's like Craig where they're just going to be itching till 1230 at night to watch his game. Cause I'm sure you're going to be so excited, mate, to watch a grand final. Like I know I would be, yeah. But um, I think it works. It's probably a bit late for the East Coast, but uh, you don't want to do it the other way around. I agree. No night. We don't need night grand. What's day grand finals always work here, so no problem. Well, let me ask you this: Would the would the league get a higher return on their advertising revenue from television? if the game was on in the evening, would they have more viewers watching so they can charge higher ad rates? Cause that, that may be part of the conversation as well. Well, who knows? All, all I know is if it goes tonight, you just, there's going to be a lot of drunk people falling asleep before the grand final. <laughs> Cause it's a big, uh, it's a big party day here. So we start usually at 11 o'clock at the spit or a barbie going. And then, yeah. And then by two 30, you've had a few more beers and then, yeah, that's it. But unfortunately for me this year, I've got a I've got a game the next day against Western Australia, so I can't really get too have too many, or else I'll be a little bit sore the next no. day. I'm just drinking coffee. <laughs> well, you'll need to. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, the, I'm, I'm, go ahead, Mick. The reason the AFL are thinking of changing it to twilight or night is to get the casual viewer that's more likely to tune in at six or seven o'clock at night and to also target the casual viewer in Queensland and New South Wales and also more advertising revenue. Absolutely. And they like the, to follow America a bit too much and they see the Super Bowl and the halftime shows and all that, but no, keep it daytime, keep it daytime for like Fremo says traditionalists. And I think it's unbelievable Sunny day at the MCG. There's 20% chance of rain tomorrow. So hopefully it's going to be a great game. And I don't know how many Fremo's been to, but I've been lucky enough to go to three AFL grand finals. I watched the Essendon Bombers beat the Hawks in 84 and 85. And I saw the Crows win their first one in 97. So even though I'm not a massive fan of Melbourne, the grand final is fantastic. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. minute. You saw Essendon win a finals game? (laughs) (laughs) I know. I'm I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I think think the grand final at night is the reason they want to do it is for the spectacle. And they can do a lot of different things at night. But to me, keep it the same. It's been it's been a great day for many, many years watching. Don't need to. It makes sense about trying to to reach into Queensland and uh, New South Wales even more you know, to try to grow the game into more of a national game than it already is. That, that To me, that makes sense. It may not be the most, may not be the, the news that, that, that folks here or people who are friends with folks who are here want to hear. But I, I you know, as I said at the outset, you know, we, we aren't necessarily the target audience. We, we could be because as I, I, I've said a lot of times, if we get 1% of America, the U.S. watching, that's 10% of Australia's population. That's right. They might, there might be a chance there might be a, a, a new side coming in the competition, might be LA. I, yeah, well, <laughs> I don't know. Edie said that once, it'll only be, and with the new flights coming in, it'll only be a six hour flight from Melbourne to LA with the jet flight oh. or some. Kevin Sheedy's crazy mind, but um, 
he wanted it. He reckons there could have been a team in LA in the next ten years, but that will won't happen for a long time. I, I or if ever. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's going to happen. I think that distance is just too great. No. Nor do yeah. I. Nor do I. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that you know. There, there's always talk about the NFL wanting to put a put a, a team in Europe. I honestly, I don't think that's going to happen either. Why don't they put one in Canada? Is there is there thoughts that Toronto? Don't swear, please, Remo. <laughs> oh, it's got to, it's got to be better than watching CFL. Hey, hey, it? hey! This is where I'll get upset now. Toronto people think they're American. They don't support the CFL. They're all Buffalo Bills fans. No, we do not want NFL in Canada because I love the CFL, as you know. But yeah, Toronto does let down the CFL. But they they played preseason games at Buffalo Bills and actually some regular. Regular season Buffalo Bills games in Toronto, and it didn't work. It didn't work. Oh, I, I think Toronto getting a team in the NFL would work. No. Nope. But it won't, won't work for your CFL. Well, Toronto and Buffalo are pretty close to one another. So just from a – you know, it's, the NFL is, is – you know, the exceptions are, of course, the New York Jets and New York Giants and now the Los Angeles Rams and the Chargers. Um, used to be Oakland and San Francisco, but the uh, um, they're very territorial. In you know, so that you know, you want you know, teams want to have kind of their own market, if you will. And I think if they were if they're going to bring any new teams into the NFL, I I I have a feeling San Antonio or maybe Austin, Texas, would end up getting one possibly because that's far enough away from Dallas that they might be able to support a third team in Texas with the population of that state. I don't know. Yeah, I think when I lived over, the thing I couldn't work out is why the NBA didn't have a why they lost their team in Seattle. How how can they not get a, a basketball team in Seattle? This has got me shocked. But yeah. I think I think one's coming back. I believe one's coming back. Well, I, but they said something, if they can't get a new stadium, we're going to relocate you. And I'm thinking to myself, you relocate them down. Where did they go? Where did Seattle go? Did they go to Memphis? No, they went, they went they to Oklahoma to... City. Oh, well, it's probably a bigger base in that also. I don't know. How big is Oklahoma City? A big city? Uh, no. I Probably a little smaller than uh, – probably a little smaller than, uh, than Seattle. Uh, Yeah, but a bloody um, yeah, it's uh, but well, it's about six hundred fifty thousand. Uh, so that's even bigger than I thought it was. And uh, Seattle's population is actually about seven hundred and forty thousand, so a little bit larger. Yeah, wow. Well, there you go. Yeah, oh, it shocked me. I the first time I ever got to watch Shaquille O'Neal when he came up and played uh, Seattle with Dwayne mm-hmm. Wade. It was a good. It, but now, what what do they got there? Just they've just got the um. Have they got a hockey team? Yes, yeah, there's an NHL team called the Kraken. Okay. Yeah, they yeah it's a, no, nothing else. They've got a, they got baseball. Yeah, they well and and football. The Seahawks and the Mariners are there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they have. I went to a Seahawks game. Really good. Yep. Yeah, I went to a few Seahawks games when they were still playing at the uh, Kingdome when I was in the Navy back in the 1980s. So I was stationed up near Seattle. So they all do that chance. Seahawks, yeah, they? yeah, they they weren't very good when I was. That was back in the early 1980s, so they weren't very good at that time. They were fairly new into the league. Yeah. So should we talk about uh, the grand final since we haven't gotten there yet? We've uh... let's get let's get it on. Let's okay. Get it on. So um, we got the cats facing off against the swans. So and the cats are playing something that sort of resembles a a home grand final, which is interesting. Um, it's, uh, I just, and again, that's, as I tell people that that's the American thing in my brain that, uh, that I just, yeah, I have a hard time wrapping my head. I completely understand that wanting to put as many butts in seats as possible, but I, it's just that one thing that I'm going, gosh, if they, if they'd have gone out in straight sets and not have, you know, not have played at their own place, but it is what it is. And I, I understand that, but uh, both clubs are basically running out the same side. Um, the Swans uh, omitted Logan McDonald, but they brought him in as an emergency and they brought in uh, Hayden McLean. You got Jake Lloyd playing his 200th game for the Swans and Zach Tui playing game 250 uh, for the Cats, split between his, uh, the Cats and his time with Carlton. And the two guys people were concerned about, Sam Reed and Max Holmes, are both listed in the 22 as of right now. 
What are we thinking, gentlemen? Yeah. Mick, you go. Well, first of all, Craig, I'd like to say that your American mates, uh, Donny Hess, the Swans fan, and Bill Robert, the Cats fan, mm -hmm. uh, really enjoyed your chat with them. Uh, I got a little bit left of Bill Roberts to go, but Donny Hess's um, description of the Swans and why they might win was absolutely brilliant. There was one little thing that he got slightly wrong. He said that uh, Patrick Dangerfield was in a losing grand final for the Crows. Well, I wish he was at the Crows because if he was in the 2017 side, they might have won. But, you know, my issues there, he should have <laughs> never left. But, no, great effort by Donnie and Bill Robert. Really enjoyed that. Um, the total is 164.5. I think it will go over that number. The Cats are favoured by 10 and a half. I'll give you my pick now. Even though I hope the Swans win and I'm wearing the Ottawa Swans jersey right now, I think the Cats will win by two to three goal. The Cats may blow it out. Hopefully not. The Swans, if they win, it will be close. So let's hope it's a close game. And even though last year's grand final was a blowout, one of my favourite grand finals ever because... The Western Bulldogs were still in front with five minutes to go in the third quarter. So, great game last year, and let's hope it's a close game because it really is a letdown if it's a blowout. No, it is, yeah, and it, and, and it was a letdown. It was, yeah, it was, and I and I tipped the, the Bulldogs to win the grand final this year, and that didn't quite work out because um, I, I I had the I had the Cats tip six this year. I picked them sixth on the ladder this year. Well, I didn't even have the cats tip that high, so there you go. But um, they're always up there, so they're always a chance, aren't mm -hmm. they? Yeah, it's uh, it is. A Look, I think it's going to be a really good grand final. Personally, I think um, I think Sydney don't give you anything. So what they in in what I mean is they will not let you easy football. They don't give you any football. They put so much pressure on uh -huh. you, especially put so much pressure on Collingwood in the first half, which was. And then we had to change it up a bit. But Collingwood dared and still went through the middle, which got him back into that game. And I, I reckon that um, I reckon Sydney lost a bit of um, fitness through that. I think they were struggling. I could see a couple of their guys dying. And you know what? But um, Geelong's, Geelong's got too many stars. I think Geelong win. I think the two twin towers up forward are just going to... One-on-one, -on -one, they're just too good. Now, if they use that footy going towards them two big boys, game over. But... It will be close because Sydney don't let anyone blow them out too right, often. Right. So I'm tipping Geelong by seven points. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, it's uh to me that the 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 best word I could use to describe the Swans is pesky. That they're they're they're, they're like you know they 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 it, it's like a bunch of flies. But I think I mentioned this to somebody the other. It's like a bunch of flies buzzing around you at a picnic. They come at you from all angles, and you're just like. Where the hell are they coming from? And they're just and they're they're everywhere all the time. And it's just uh, it's just a it's it's they're a great side. Um, and I, uh, you know, I'm tipping the cats also by by nine. But I I, I think it's going to be an extraordinarily close game. And it's uh, I'm hoping as many folks here check it out as possible because it, this is the kind of game that could hopefully springboard people in this country to want to check this sport out again in the future or even watch some of the women's games the last half of the women's comp yet this year. Yeah, I think the MCG will suit the Cats a bit more. The, um, the Swans love that smaller SCG where they can cramp you for room and really put the heat on you that way. So mm -hmm. I think um, the big ground will suit Geelong a bit more than Sydney, but you know what? Grand finals are a funny thing. The pressure, the build-up, it's just, it changes the games, right? It changes game plans and Blokes don't perform the way they would in regular season games. So, you know what? Grand finals are great because pressure just builds chaos and trouble. So, we'll see. We'll see. I, I can't wait, actually. So, so I'll be watching um, more for Phil Racecourse, Mick. Oh, well, okay. Well, grand finals, I mean, we've got to talk. It all starts in the middle. So, the on-ball battle is always intriguing to me. And as Fremo knows... The AFL is so lightning quick. I mean, these are the best, best young kids in Australia. 
tens of thousands of kids are trying to make the AFL. So the TV doesn't really do justice of how quick and skillful it is, especially in close. So when you look at Luke Parker and Callum Mills and Chad Warner and Isaac Heaney, like the Swans, if they can get on top of the Cats midfielders, it can be their game, absolutely. That's true. That's but I'm a bit true. worried about Patrick Dangerfield. He could he could really have an absolute ripper of a game. He's currently favoured to win the Norm Smith at plus 600. So him and... Him and the on-bowlers for the Cats. Oh, man, that, that's the battle that I really like. And then you've got the stars, of course. Jeremy Cameron, one of my favourite players ever. Tom Hawkins. And then you've got Buddy Franklin at, at the Swans. So, star-studded game. Really looking forward to it. And I'll be watching closely the on-field, on-ball battle initially early. You know what, Mick? That... Um... That the good thing that Geelong have done in the last, you know, couple of weeks is they've afforded to rest their superstars, given them some time. They're going to be fresh. They're going to be ready to go. It's, usually they get run over by the young guys, but I think their older guys have been... He's freshened them up come league finals, right? So I think they're going to be okay. And you're right, just as, you forgot your guy, your ex-Adelaide Crows boy that's just killed it this year. We know who he is. He, yeah, he killed it. Tyson Stengel. I mean, hey, look, I love it when someone off the cuff wins the uh, Norm Smith. Like, if someone like Tyson Stengel won the Norm Smith, I'd love that because sometimes they give it to the big-name player mm -hmm. that maybe shouldn't get it. Right, because right. They, you know, they want the big-name guy to get it. But, yeah, Tyson Stengel, that'd be awesome. Yeah, it'd be great for football. Oh, that absolutely would be great for football. Yeah, it would be. It would be wonderful. And I, 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 a lot of people have said you know he was the recruit of the year, and and I, 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 I sort of agree with that. But I, I would, I would argue that I think Eddie Betts was the recruit of the year for the Cats, hmm. bringing him into the into the uh, the, the coaching um, room with them, which helped to bring you know bring his his cousin right. Aren't they cousins? Who's uh, that? Stengel and. Eddie Betts, I, I know they're related to one another. Are they, I didn't even know they were related. Yeah. I just thought Eddie Betts was a mentor for him. I thought they were related to one another. I thought he was a relative. That's That was one of the reasons why he was coming to, to Geelong when Eddie came down there. Mm. Um, I just think he came because Eddie was there, but I, I might okay. be wrong. But, uh, so who are you, who's your Smokey for the Norm Smith? Who are you thinking might take it? Oh, I'm going to say Jeremy Cameron. Okay. Okay. I'm, uh, I am, I'm going to go with somebody that, yeah, and I mentioned this on another uh, podcast. I'm going to go with somebody that if, if he gets it, I think a lot, you know, I think the cats will have won and a lot of people, other people have, have shared the wealth and had, had good games as well. I'm going with Brad close. I'm no, going to take Brad close to, to, to take the, uh, the Norm Smith. I just, I think he is just so darn fast. You know, and that's, I think that's one of the things that the Cats have going for them is that between he, Stengel, and Rowan, you know, will the uh, the Swans defense be able to keep up with their speed? I mean, those three are really, really quick. Well, mate, I know you're not a betting man, but if you want to put some money on Brad Close, he's plus 6,600. So you get a hell of a good payout on a few dollars. But Dangerfield's favourite, Cameron's second favourite, 850. Cullen Mills, Luke Parker, Tom Stewart, Cameron Guthrie, Kat, Chad Warner, Isaac Heaney, Tom Hawkins, Tom Papley. There's some of the favourites. And as Fremo would know, we often do draws where you put five or ten bucks in a in a in a pool and you pull out a lucky. Oh, player and someone wins the money so that's yeah. a bit of fun with the so parties let, let me ask you let me ask you a question because i don't know the answer to this and, and those people who do like to put down wagers are going to laugh at me right now but and i i wouldn't even know where to do it but let's let's say that i was to bet a dollar on brad close being the norm smith and whatever you said 6600 what 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 would what would i get back for my dollar if he got that uh Let's have a look. Yeah, I'm just curious because, like I said, I don't. 600, I, don't... I believe. 600. 600 and 660, I believe. Wow. Okay. I think that's, that's right because Dangerfield's plus 600. So you so you get uh, 
on one dollar you get six back. You'd get six hundred and six whatever, yeah, yeah, you would. Yeah, that's right. Okay. That's uh that yeah, and again I'm not let me double check as we do it. Sorry. I said I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be doing it. I just I just was curious because I didn't know how those I yeah, I I watch you and uh you and the guys over on uh on Sports Grid talk about that and those numbers it, it you you might as well be speaking Greek to me because I'd have no clue what those numbers actually mean. <laughs> All right, here you go. Ten dollars, you get six hundred and seventy back. Okay. So I'll put a dollar on for you, and you'll win sixty-seven. It's done right now. Well, there you go. There you go. Cool. <laughs> you could buy Craig a beer when he first comes out to Australia if you do that. Slap. <laughs> okay, that sounds good. I, uh, I'll, uh, I'll, I ha I'm not much. Do you I'm like not much of a drinker though, so I'm. Well, Mick could teach you. Well, no, actually, actually, I had I, I grew up with lots of teachers on on my my dad's side of the family. They were all alcoholics. Trust me, I I I'm well versed in how it works. I get I get that. I just uh, I don't I don't. First of all, I don't have a tolerance for if I drink. If you know, it's not that I don't like beer. I mean, I I'm a I haven't had a beer in well at least thirteen months now because I'm down almost forty three kilos since uh, August of last year. Right, yeah, um, but I mean, I'm I, I really like uh, like stouts and porters. I like the darker beers, but I just I haven't I haven't had one in a, in a long time. And if I drink more than one of them, I fall asleep. Yeah, fair enough. I have no tolerance for alcohol at all. Well, tomorrow I miss that part. Don't have one tomorrow. No, ab absolutely not. No, I won't. I'm. I, it's going to be nothing but coffee tomorrow night. I have to. I have, a, I have to yeah, announce maybe. a football game, which will be done at about. 10 30 or 11 o'clock our time and then the game is on two hours later so i'll have time to come home have a little snack have, have a couple cups of coffee and be ready to go and i told my students i said if you hear a really loud yell a lot of noise at about three o'clock in the morning from the east side of town you'll know who it is but if you don't hear anything i'm not a happy camper so well guys um I think we've all, all three of us you know mick you you're kind of hoping the swans win but you're thinking the cats are going to we've all kind of tipped the uh the, the, the cats to win this, um, will they? Well, again, I'm going to take off my impartial podcaster hat and say, I sure as hell hope so. Um, but, you know, I've, I've, I feel blessed having the two of you gentlemen on. I'm glad, you know, Chris, I'm glad we were able to work this out to get you on because I, I, I like being able to, to surprise Mick with this tonight. Um, you know, I've had, some, I've had some great guests on this week, you know, whether it be Tony Davis or, Donnie or uh, um, Bill Robert, um, Harper Pestinger, and uh, and uh, missing one. I'm drawing a drawing a blank here. There were five. I'm drawing an absolute blank there, and I'm going to kick myself for getting one of them missed. Bevan um, Jones. Thank you, Bevan. Yes, thank you. That well because that was at six. I recorded with him at six fifteen on Monday morning, my time. You know, he's he lives in Adelaide, so I, I got I was up with him at six fifteen in the morning. So. Um, Guys, I appreciate you taking time out of your evenings or your morning, uh, Chris. Um, looks like it's a little bit of a cloudy day there behind you. Um, it's actually starting to clear up and the clouds are coming over there. Sun's coming out in the hills in the other direction. All I want to say is thanks for having me on, guys. Really appreciate it. Um, I wish you all the best, Craig. I know what it's like when your side's in the grand final. There is nothing better in the world as far as I'm concerned. Obviously, your family and your children. Right, right. But footy side in the grand final giving me goosebumps right now right i i know how much you must be feeling you're new to the game but your love for geelong is very strong so enjoy every moment and one day we'll hopefully get you out of here for a grand final get you out of here and have a few beers and we'll be able to have a real good chat about footy outstanding that would be wonderful i don't know if, well you know what i might, I might have to take a uh a, a leave, leave of absence for a few days for school if i'm gonna hit the grand final but I told my wife when I, when I do make the trek over there, I want to go over there for about three weeks because I want to be there for, you know, at least like two rounds of footy and try to get to games at, at the MCG at Marvel, um, you know, go watch local footy as well. I want to go see, you know, little kids playing the game and see how it, how it works at that level. Because I just, I just think that would be just so neat to see where that, where that all begins. And just cause I, I just, yeah, I'm, 
but yeah, she told me because I told her, I said, Yeah, I'm gonna go over by myself for three weeks. She said, But you're an old man. And I said, Well, you know what? If something happens to me, I'm doing what I want to do. <laughs> and of course, you know, I say that now. She and her best friend are are out doing a Thelma and Louise right now. They left here in Ohio. They left um two days ago. They're in they're in Denver right now. Actually, they're in Utah now. They're out going to all the national parks out there and they're driving down to uh the, the Grand Canyon as well. So if they can do that for 10 days, I can, I can make the trek to, uh, to Australia. I can find, I can, I'm, I can find my way around. I, I believe I might even find a few people that speak English there. Anyway, boys, I must take okay. off. I have just, just planning to get out of the house now to get down to West beach. Thank appreciate you so it. much for your time. I Thanks Chris. Really appreciate it. Mick, I'll talk to you regularly. Hopefully, uh, next time you talk to me, you're not on the source. All right? And enjoy, <laughs> enjoy the great Adelaide city and West Beach, my old area as well. And good luck Thanks in your boys. games. Thank you. See ya. Cheers. I'll let you know. Uh huh. Bye bye. All right, Mick. That was. Uh, I hope you. Uh, I think Mick signed off there. No, no, I'm here. You're there. Okay. You disappeared off my screen there, but. Uh, Okay, he signed off then. So I uh, I appreciate you. Uh, you know, I, well, let me ask you: Were you were you surprised by that? You did, he didn't tell you he was coming on, did he? <laughs> no, but I I called him a couple of weeks ago after being at the Elks game and upset that the Calgary boys didn't come up here. So yeah, I'd had a few beers and I I might have said something then, like "Ah, oh, we should get you on" or something like that. I can't, I'm not sure, but yeah, good mate of mine. Yeah, because he played out footy in. BC and coached yep. and everything. So yeah, he reached out. Still he reached out. Uh, I think Friday or Saturday of last week and asked about coming on. I said, "Yeah, let's let's do that." And I have to admit, I I had it written down, but I had the wrong notebook in front of me here, so I had forgotten about it until he sent me a note on Messenger, you know, asking it was it still going to be at ten o'clock his time, and I was like, "Oh yeah, it was." So I wrote it down again to make sure that I sent him the link. So that's what I was typing in when you when you hopped on tonight. So, you know, I, I think this is going to be a, a tremendous game. I'm very excited about it. I I'm, I'm very concerned about the, uh, um, I'm very concerned about what is uh, transpiring with uh, Hawthorne. However, it's just, it's a, uh, I, 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 I don't want to, I, I'm not, I'm not saying that I don't believe anything because I, I think that it sounds like they did a very thorough investigation and of what, with what Chris had said actually comes to fruition. It sounds like that's the kind of stuff we may find out later on. It's going to be jaw dropping for people. It's going to absolutely be jaw dropping if that is actually the case. Yeah. Well, the Essendon drug scandal was a big one. Yeah. But aren't the, I mean, I'm part of it, as you know, I go on sports grid and stuff, but, some of the media, they can be brutal. Like, they knew when to drop the story, didn't they? AFL right. grand final week. Like, oh, no, you know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah, so it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see what, uh, what comes out of this. And, I, and, I, and if, if they did, what, and, and you also have the, uh, one of the people that was involved with the Hawks is, is now in the leadership position in, in the AFL. I think he's the, is he the CEO or the COO of the AFL right now that used to be the Hawks president? Yeah, there's a couple. And one guy is at a college, I believe, and he's kind of stood himself down for a while uh, as well. So Yeah, because Fagan, is, Fagan is, is, uh, has stood down and, uh, and North is, not, is going to delay Clarko's start with the club, which was supposed to begin on November the 1st. So if that's the case, it sounds like, you know, this may, this is not likely to be wrapped up by November 1st, you know, and clubs are going to start getting back to just to having some training at that point in time, aren't they? I mean, I know they, they know they take about a month off, but then they kind of start, you know, ramping their training back up. Do they not? Oh, absolutely. And North Melbourne and Brisbane, they need to get, well, Brisbane will use their assistant coach, but North Melbourne, they need to get someone in place right now because this could drag out because they want to do a proper job on the review. So right, it right. could be months. Absolutely. Yeah. It could be months. Yeah. I mean, you may have, you may have an interim coach. I mean, yeah. What if they, uh, you know, they, you know, they go back and say, Hey, David Noble, can you, can you come in and coach for us for one more year? <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to guess David would probably say uh, thanks, but no thanks. So, 
yeah, it's 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 just it's interesting, and I and I and it's just it's just so disturbing. But hey, um, it's going to be a hell of a game. Um, you know, I hope everybody comes out healthy. Uh, you know, of course, I you know I I'm I hope my club wins, but I hope everybody comes out healthy and uh, and it's it's just that it's it's just a bang up game, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. And even though I kind of hope Swans win, I've been a Cats fan off and on for many years. My dad, that was his second team. And before the Crows came in, the great Malcolm Blight coached them. And then he'd come and coach the Adelaide Crows, the two premierships. They're only two. So, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I have no issues with uh, Geelong being a fan of theirs off and on for many years. So let's hope it's a close game. That's all I really care. So where can people find your work, Mick? All right, well, mickozzy.tv, the AFL section is updated each week and Sports Grid TV. So tomorrow night on Sports Grid, New York-based show, I'll be talking AFL, CFL and NFL. And Gabe Renzi, last Friday night, he sat up all night and absolutely loved the Swans-Collingwood game. So he was tweeting out to about four in the morning about that. So... He thought it was an absolutely brilliant game. And him and I have been the only ones talking about it on TV regularly for many years. So got uh-huh. to uh, thank Gabe for that. Yeah, that's been, you know, you're, you're doing, you're doing a yeoman's work at helping to, you know, to help support the game and to, to help push the, the game into the, uh, the forefront of, of people in both Canada and in, in the U S and hopefully whoever else is watching around the world. So it's, it's, you, know, you guys are doing a great job with that, and I, uh, I, I appreciate you doing that. So what's going on with the Elks this week? Uh, they're on a bye this week, so I'm getting ready for my shows next week and the week after because there's two home games in a row. Um, but Which is, which is like not to... always a good thing, right? <laughs> but also, mate, it's been fun coming on with you. I think since round 12, we've done every Thursday night, and – also to you, you did an amazing job this week with five or six shows, and uh, I think you'll see the benefits for that. So let's keep pushing. And thank you. Well it's done been... to your guests this week as well. Yeah, I, I appreciate them. I mean, they were, you know, they were all people who I've had on before, and people whose opinions I respect, and just you know, a lot of laughs. And and you know, when I spoke with Harper on Friday night or Saturday night my time, you know, we spoke for about an hour and fifteen minutes that I recorded. And we spoke for about another three hours, <laughs> literally another three hours afterwards, talking about anything but football. We were talking about all sorts of different things. And it was, it was, uh, it was a great conversation because this is a young man who is um, training to become a journalist. And he, you know, he asks great questions. He's just, you know, and I'm, I wish him nothing but the best. And I think he's going to be an extraordinary success. You know, once he gets, you know, once he gets through university, he you know, starts to cut his teeth in the profession. I think he's going to be, he's going to be a name that we're going to hear in, in the media. And I, and I hope it's, you know, something that I actually can have access to, to watch, because I'm looking forward to seeing where his career takes him. Yeah, I did listen to Harper and isn't it amazing? Uh, you at your age and him at 19 and yeah. who would know, who would yeah. know that the age difference because just, Similar love for the AFL, and uh, I got to listen to Bevan Jones, but that was Port Adelaide, so that can wait. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I it, it, did you ever listen to the the first episode that I did with him? I don't think so. You probably, you probably will want to go back and listen to that one only because of a a previous career path that he was on before he got involved in in. Uh, the media profession that he's in now he did say, and i kind of alluded to it and referenced it but uh very funny i mean i i i don't know if i have laughed as hard in an interview as i did when i sat down and talked with bevan the first time it just it absolutely you know just stories coming out of left field in terms of, of what he was doing uh, and it's you know, i don't want to tell you what he was doing because it'll spoil the whole thing but it was um it was it was riotous it really was <laughs> Well, hey man, let's uh, let's get you to dinner because I know it's already a quarter after seven there. I need to. I'm going to go ahead and get this thing out here and, and turn on the Browns game and see what's happening there because they're about an hour and fifteen minutes into it and uh, hopefully good news. 
And I guess I actually have to watch all the way to the end because you never know what the hell is going to happen at the end of a Browns game. <laughs> yeah, I'm not too worried about missing part of that. Oh. But thanks, Craig. And yep, you bet, man. I'll finish with uh, kids, don't put your mouth guard in your sock because you'll <laughs> miss the goal. It'll unbalance you and it's unhealthy and unnecessary. Thanks, man. There and good go. luck to your cats. You See bet. you later. Take it easy, Mick. See you, man. Bye-bye. All right, Mick. Thanks, man. That's an awful lot of fun there. I, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, it has been a, a, a troubling uh, few days here, and, and uh, I don't know where this is going to end up. But again, folks, if you head over to my website, yankonthefooty.com, you'll find everything about the podcast. Uh, you can click on any of the buttons there that allow you to listen to the show on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, uh cast box there's several of them over there and folks uh if you're on the mailing list as soon as a new episode comes out it will be in your inbox almost instantaneously and ladies and gentlemen please look out for one another check up on your friends and family make sure they're well if you are needing to talk to somebody please reach out to talk to them and and get the help that that you need and make sure your your friends are okay because you're there to be a lifeline and I, I have a quotation hanging up in the front of my classroom for my students uh, to try to reinforce just how important friendship is or should be to them. And it's an Oscar Wilde quote that states, true friends stab you in the front. And the kids really get into that, thinking about what that actually means. So, folks, again, tell your loved ones that you love them. And until next time, ladies and gentlemen... May your dribble kick never hit the post. I will catch you again very, very soon. This has been episode 207 of A Yank on the Footy. Again, don't forget that you can reach me at yank underscore on Twitter or to yankonthefooty at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram and on Facebook. If you head over to my website, yankonthefooty.com, you'll find links to all of my socials. I do hope you'll share the episode with your friends and family, and I'd love to hear from you. If you've got a great idea for a guest, I certainly would love to hear from you. And until next time, ladies and gentlemen, this is Craig Wessels. Goodbye. <laughs>